It takes money. If I wasn't dying at a field at 15 <laughs> from alcohol poisoning, then I don't know who I am. And if I want to uh, harass a 16-year-old girl, I need to get some liquor in me. <laughs> Nowadays, you lose one kid and it's like, <laughs> oh my it's me. My kid died. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some thing. Way Seaboat. Way Seaboat. It's in ramblings. Alright, so it's the comedy festival time, Vicky. Yes. I thought I'd get everyone in the mood. Oh. Um, I don't have any stand-up comedy that I've prepared. That's okay. But I have, shame. I have gone to the effort. Um, Jason Byrne, he's one of the typical comics on the uh, on the festival every year. Yeah, heard him on the radio recently. There you go. So I thought, like, you know, to maybe promote mm-hmm. the festival and even his show in particular, mm-hmm. I would be as unfunny as possible. No, I, so people don't wear out their funny bone. I went on YouTube and this clip that I was ah. looking at had like 300,000 views. Wow. The crowd was going crazy. As in the actual crowd or the virtual crowd of 300,000? <laughs> no, presumably both. Oh, right. Okay. So I like transcribed his jokes oh. and I'm just going to like do my version of them. Oh, no. Because okay. like, I mean, you do lose some without the visual, mm-hmm. but just imagine that he's got an audience member on stage and they're doing a magic trick together. Okay. okay. Okay, so, right, this is where I want you to do first, this okay? This is a good way to um, get a cease and desist letter, but all right. I feel like he'll be thankful for the promotion. Mm. I'm just going to pop this cloth on you here, okay? Now just pop, put that around you there, okay, nice and gently. Just put that fucking around you, will you? Okay, just grab onto it, will you? Just hold the fucking thing there. No, just the other the other thing, the other fucking... Hold that, no, that fucking thing there. What, hold the fucking... Right, just now, okay, good. No, hold the fucking... Wait, you're not laughing, I don't know. These, these are <laughs> These are Jason Byrne's best jokes. Vicky. Oh right, no, I was nervous because I obviously might have to hold something. Okay, no, no, you got to concentrate. You don't have to hold anything, okay. but uh, just imagine because the words would tell you otherwise. In yeah. Fact. Okay. Well, uh, you can see my confusion. Feel free to laugh whenever you know you feel appropriate, and uh, I'm just telling you, you can let go of that stress okay. that you're holding. That's in. good. All right, let's keep going. You put the put the feet on the ground. Just put your feet on the ground. Put Where your is feet, feet on the ground? He's doing a magic trick. There's some feet. Stick your, stick your feet. Stick your feet out. Oh, oh, what the fuck are you doing? The magic feet. Okay, okay. Face them. Just your head. Okay, now bring your feet up slowly. Bring your feet up slowly. Up slowly. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. I, I don't know why it's not working. This yeah. kills on the YouTube Yeah, that's video. all right. <laughs> all right. I did my best, Jason Byrne. Yeah, I, I don't sorry. know. It, I, it must be all in the delivery. My guess so. What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 155. A very regretful episode. That's why. Right. <laughs> I'm already regretting. Is that your first regret? <laughs> That's the first of many this evening, I'm sure. <laughs> there was something going on in um, the White House this week that I wanted to touch on. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Easter egg hunt. Oh, can we? Can we talk about that? <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing. I, I sh- they do one every year. Yeah, right? and like, it sounded really lame. Well, I can't say that I know anything about this year's, but I. Th- was under the impression they do it every year. Yeah, they do, and it's like a big attraction. I think they said it's like thirty thousand people that go. But to I thought it was just kids. Yeah, I assume, yeah, I, yeah. and like the you know handlers. <laughs> Some would call them you parents. Make them sound like the white tiger. <laughs> Maybe the way they do it, they like cordon off areas for the kids to do a hunt. Okay. And I've seen pictures of it. It's not an Easter egg hunt. It's just oh, you're like picking up Easter eggs. eggs. Yeah, it's more like a race to like who can. Pick oh, up things right. the quickest. So it's kind of like that casino thing where you stand in the booth and the money floats around. Yeah, basically. And you try, right. 
Because you would have thought the fun part of the Easter egg hunt is the hunting. That's what I always liked about it. Well, we didn't have it as kids. Have I not told you about how... No, what was your Easter like? Um, I mean, great. Thanks for asking. Sure. There was plenty of chocolate. No, Easter Bunny and Santa both arrived in the same way. So... Unceremoniously. Yeah, which is how they should. Okay. <laughs> the day is all about me. I want them hugging the limelight And I've got presents to enjoy No, so you would just wake up And the gifts would be in your room But that's like See, with Santa Mm. At least there's mystery of unwrapping the gifts They were wrapped Yeah, but with the Easter Bunny You already know what's inside every one of them Oh, right, yeah Chocolate eggs That's true Maybe there's a chocolate bunny I mean, to be fair I never once was like Aww like it was always great to wake up and there was Easter eggs but around But wouldn't me. it be even more fun if you woke up and there's like now a scavenger hunt that it's like, I have to solve a series of clues to get these eggs. <sighs> no. You would love it. You're, you're like, you know, all about these escape rooms and adventure games. I usually am the clue games. guy. I'm not going to lie to you. But I don't, like, that's a lot of things standing between me and chocolate. Yeah, but you can't just eat them all in 10 minutes anyway. Oh, contrary. Like, you find a few and you eat those while you're looking for the other ones. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking for some reason you had to collect them all. Well, I guess, like, me and my sister tended to because... You you wanted to to compete. No, you have to, like, split them evenly down the middle. So it's like, I don't want you getting more... Just because, you know, you somehow woke up earlier and found more than Really? I didn't... Okay, that's fair. I would have thought there was just, like, who dares wins. Nah, like, my parents were pretty fair about it. Like, there was always... If there was, you know, a big chocolate bunny... Yeah. There was two big chocolate bunnies, you know, like... Right. Uh, like, you wouldn't... I can't be like, hey, I got all of the chocolate. Yes, Happy Easter can. for me. You guys are only, like, a year apart, so... I mean, all's fair. Yeah, but then next... Abilities are the, the same. next year, she's going to wake up at, like, you know, 1 a.m. And, and like, now we've got a game going. We've got an arms race. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, and don't you love that? No, I want I want the adrenaline of waking up Easter morning knowing, hey, this is going to be a great day full of uh, mystery and chocolate. Not, all right, I've got to beat my sister to the punch at every opportunity no, to I steal like away the... Oh, I don't know. I like the extra, uh, the extra element. Fair enough. Well, uh... But a lot of mine were so cute, I didn't eat them. Because obviously I'm a girl. And okay. so my parents would get me like nicely decorated or shaped ones, like puppies or rabbits or cute shapes. And I never ate them. And they were chocolate. Yeah. But you just let them, what, melt or something? They didn't even melt. They just sort of stayed there. And then a few years later, I'm like, well, this is still cute, but I guess I better throw it out. Because, like, you famously on this show ate, like, a whole box of expired chocolate. I know. I have become a different person. (laughs) If anything, my standards of living have gone down. (laughs) Or, like, yeah, I would never have done that as a child. I mean, like, that's gross. But I guess now, like, you know how, like, when you're a bird in the nest. Yeah. You've got more options. Now I'm like, I'm on my own. I'm a scavenger. But you also had more restraint seemingly as well. Or just a love for cute things that seemingly diminished. (laughs) Like now I can just buy cute things and then eat these ones. Probably. Or I'm like, that was foolish. Look at all the joy I missed out on. My (laughs) nephew got an R2-D2 chocolate. Okay. I could not have eaten that. It was so detailed. It was art. But it's like, how big are we talking? Mmm... Like, you're going to have to help me describe this. What's that? Like 15 centimetres tall? Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, that's that's because I, I was thinking like it's if a big it's, un. Yeah, if it's like a, you know Kinder Surprise egg or smaller, no, then it's like well, that's not really worth. No. And it's certainly not life size. You can't crawl inside and eat your way out or something fun yeah. like that. But it's like chocolate art is like a uh, like an ice sculpture. You just got to appreciate it for like a minute, no, and can't. then it's got to serve its purpose. No way could I have eaten the R two D two. He was a braver man than me. Even looking, <laughs> I don't know why, but like even looking at it now, I was like. That would have ruined Easter. You know, there's like a million of these chocolate R two D twos out there. It's just a mold. It's not like I some hand sculpted thing. Just I don't know. It really gets me, Ben. Okay, well, gets me in the feels. I feel like I can't eat R two D two. I can't eat a puppy. <laughs> it's a big ask. I think you can just get like an R two D two toy. Yes, and you'll uh, you know serve all those purposes. Right, just do that and get me normal. Like, just all I'm trying to say is, if you want to get me an Easter egg, anyone, if you truly love me, make sure they are hideous. <laughs> All right. Or good to know. encase me in it so I have to eat my way out. Does it have to be hideous or can it just be regular egged shape? Also fine. All right. My point is I've seen this trend of Easter egg hunts become mm. just like who can grab the most Easter eggs. And that's not a hunt. No. That's just... Well... Like I get that at the events like the White House lawn, they've got to churn through as many of these things as sure. possible. But I want some skill. Like at least... Make like a maze or something for them, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay, I see what like you're They don't have from. to be well hidden, but no, they should be at least... somewhat. Yeah. So is there a fair sharing after that? I don't think so. Like, I saw oh. one of these, uh, like, we went to a wedding at, like, a fancy mansion. Sure. And it just happened to be, this is a few years ago, the next day was Easter morning. Okay. And so I was just walking the grounds and they were doing all these hunts. And... It was like a cordoned off area for each age group. So it's like, okay, here's the yeah. three-year-olds, here's the four-year-olds, blah, blah, blah. And it was just whatever you can fill in your bucket, you got right. to keep. Okay. And it was fun to see like, you know, the seven-year-olds are like, you know, strategically sure, scampering like, around the whole thing. Yeah. The three-year-olds are like, they'll uh, put like one in their bucket every like 30 seconds and then they'll tip, accidentally tip all of and the others like, out oh, trying to pick again. up another one. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and the parents are like offside, just be like, no, no, it's by your feet. <laughs> trying to coach them through the whole thing. And they're just cluelessly like, I don't understand how a bucket works. <laughs> and like, you dumb kids, I could do this so much better than you. And that's why they cordon off the age groups. <laughs> yeah, well, at least, you know, again, even if it's like I don't know some straw or something that you have to like just pour through a little bit and there's sure. at least an element of uh, searching yeah like searching seems to be the hunt I don't I don't want to like look over a field and it's like oh I can see 200 eggs, as eggs far as the from, eyes can yeah. see it's more of a hand issue right. than it is yeah there should be some skill involved okay. rather than just speed sure okay but uh, Noted. I can't really do anything about that, but I've heard you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just okay. saying, if you're in charge of an Easter egg hunt or any of our listeners, these are my Take demands. this on board, yeah. right. Uh, I bring up politics because the big news this week mm-hmm. was the Stormy uh, Other Daniels than story. Obviously, the, the White House lawn Easter egg hunt. I mean, these are both equally important matters. Uh, Stormy Daniels. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, she was... A, uh, a porn star mm-hmm. who is uh, claiming to have hooked up with Donald Trump, the president. Yes, somewhat reluctantly. My issue here is that every day they have like a press conference from the White House mm-hmm. and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's like the spokesperson. Now that's a name. It is a good name. I think she's even dropping the Huckabee lately. Like maybe she was like, this is too much of a mouthful, but I feel like it gives not- her some gravitas. I feel like it um, links her with the Huxtables. <laughs> what the what's the Huxtables? The family from um 
what's that show with Bill Cosby? Yeah, I was thinking like yeah. Bill Cosby because like you don't want to be linked to Bill Cosby in 2018. I guess not. No, but the rest of the family were respectable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, why are we tarring all the Huxtables with the Cosby brush? I just feel like he was the head of the household. That's kind of whoa, whoa, whoa. That's sexist. I feel Claire would beg to differ, Ben. Did you watch a lot of I Cosby not. show? No, because. That was one of those ones that I, like seemingly a lot of people loved, but it was definitely not on my radar as a kid. No, I think it was made before our time. I didn't watch really well, any well, of like, it. But I watched so many shows. Like we've talked about Brady Bunch, you know. I didn't I really watched, watch much of that either. I watched every episode of the Brady Bunch Jeez, multiple times. Really? But what did I watch? Step by Step. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Mm. Like there's a lot of these that I just kind of missed somehow. But I feel like it's too late. I'm not going to go back and watch the Cosby no, show. No, I mean, just definitely not now. Yeah, tainted. As much as I want to help Claire Huxtable. <laughs> Anyway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she, I guess for whatever reason, missed the press conference the day after Stormy Daniels and there's another woman. They did these interviews about their relationship with Trump. Okay. What do you mean she missed it? So I didn't, they never really specified if she was sick or busy or oh, whatever. Oh, right. She just wasn't there. Yeah. I was like, doesn't she give them? But you're saying yeah. someone else gave them. Yeah, they okay. got some other dude to do it. Okay. And I guess like the theory is she just didn't want to answer these questions about the uh, the interviews. Okay. Why? Which, well, presumably because it's like a frivolous subject. Oh, that I was like, well, someone had to. Someone being, I would love to. I, this is like... If That's I, why you would live to be the president's aide. Yeah, if I was in... Well, no, but just on that one day. Oh, right. You'd be like trying to organize for it to get out. Exactly. Because then you're like, once it's out, boy, do I have an afternoon plan. So I, I don't know if like she was like sick, but I could be bleeding from the head. If that was my job, right. I'm like... Yeah. I'll come in with the bullet wound. Yeah. Wheel me in. People would be like, Ben, we've got someone else lined up to do no. it. I'm like, no, no, no. The, the people need me to me do it. That's yeah. right. I'm going to deliver this press conference and we're going to talk about Donald Trump sleeping off these women if it's going to kill me. If it's literally the last thing I ever do. Right. I don't care if I'm known as the headless horseman from now on. So wheel I, me in. <laughs> right. So I, don't know. I said wheel me in. So I don't know if you heard, but the next day mm-hmm. she was... Back. No, she was gone hey. again. And I did get my wish. I was able to take the press conference. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So... Were you injured at the time? Was it over? I was like, in good of- spirits. I oh, was in good great. health. But okay, that's un- fortunate. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't go as well as I had Ugh. planned. I was all ready to talk about it, but I mean, I'll, you can just hear it. Okay. I'll uh, play the audio from the conference. See how it all goes down. Yeah, sadly, it did not go as planned. Welcome, welcome to this press conference. Uh, thank you all for coming. I just want to say that uh, once again, unfortunately, Sarah Huckabee Sanders could not make it to the conference, so... I, Ben Moore, will be filling in. Uh, Let's get the question started. Are pardons on the table for anyone involved in the Russia probe? Sorry, uh, maybe there was some miscommunication here, Uh, but last night there was two women on TV talking about their relationship with the president, their sex lives, in fact. I don't know how you missed this, it's all anyone's talking about. Or maybe you're just being shy, you don't want to ask the invasive questions, I get it, but no, it's fine, just fire away, That's, that's what we're here to talk about today. The president has said that Michael Flynn is a good man. He's also said that Paul Manafort is a good man. And I'm wondering if the president believes he has the right to use the power uh, of his office uh, to protect them from what he might see as unfair punishment uh, down the road. (laughs) Sorry, maybe there was some kind of miscommunication here. Uh, Let me clarify. We're talking about the president's sex life with Stormy Daniels, the porn star, and Karen McDougal, the Playboy playmate. The kind of questions we're looking for today 
Something along the lines of, what positions did they do it in? How often did they do it? Was it kinky? Were there tears afterwards? Something of that nature. All right, let's open the floor back up again. The trade deal uh, regarding uh, the US and South Korea, each US card maker would be allowed to export 50,000 vehicles. Listen, if you're not gonna take this thing seriously, I'm just gonna wrap this whole thing up. I don't have time to get bogged down in whatever controversy of the moment that you guys wanna focus on. We've got a very important subject to talk about today, so let's just keep all questions relating to that. Uh, yes, you in the back. A report today on President Trump and Amazon caused the company's stock to value to tumble roughly $53 billion. Is the president, as that report said, looking for ways to go after the internet retail giant? All right, clearly no one here is taking this seriously. If there was anyone who had a legitimate question about the president and his sex life, I do apologize. Or I can state for the record that he thought that both women had tremendous titties, but I guess you don't want to hear about that. All right, I'm done. The press conference is over. Goodbye. So uh, as you can hear, they just wanted to talk about trade embargoes. Yeah. And I was what very disappointed. Yeah. As is probably Donald Trump, because he too <laughs> right. probably couldn't answer most of those questions. <laughs> But uh, I don't know, you can't win them all, I guess. No, I can definitely see why you're not the regular. I'm not wanting, I'm not <laughs> pushing to be the regular. I, I, yeah, because they wouldn't hire you. I, I mean, just having listened to that now, I wouldn't be throwing my hat into the ring if there was a uh, what, if a, a job opening. No, there was. I was surprised by uh, the questions because, like, whenever you hear the clips from those, things, oh, they're always like so sensational. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I think we should be, you know. In fact, not enough people have guns. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you have a comment on that? Or, and it's just like, you know, Sarah yelling at the reporters or whatever. Right. Like, We've already answered this. We're not going to answer any more questions. Blah, exactly. Blah. It was so civilized and normal. Yeah. yeah. It's usually like a clip where it's like, as I've always said, two hands, two guns. I'll <laughs> take no further questions. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah. It was actually quite civilized and interesting. Yeah. I didn't know the thing about Amazon, so that was an eye-opener. $56 billion. Yeah, geez. I think... Even that didn't get your attention. I heard like... Jeff You're an Amazon guy. Time to buy some shares, I guess. <laughs> you heard what? Jeff Blum? Jeff Goldblum. What about him? No, is that what you heard? You said Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Bezos, the guy, the like head of Amazon. Oh, okay. He's lost like $16 billion just personally. Ooh. Just because like Donald Trump's tweeting and shit. So... Uh, I feel like it'll bounce back, but like you gotta be pissed if you're Jeff <laughs> yeah. Bezos. Like, I had sixteen billion dollars the other day, and just some guy goes on a rant about me, and it's like, well, fuck, what did I do? I, although, speaking of Amazon, did you see like there was a clip of um, I guess because Amazon's trying to do this like the drone delivery, delivery stuff. right? Russia's I guess trying to do the same thing, and they had like a big reveal of their first delivery yeah, drone. Yeah, I did see this, yeah. And it like, just like, takes off and it crashes straight into a building. <laughs> I was like, maybe it just does that to deliver it to you. That guy wasn't home. <laughs> maybe he wanted a broken drone. Yeah. Like, you're welcome. Here you go. I was more thinking like, as you know, we've delivered, delivered, we've um, ordered something online together and it's coming via DHL, is it? Is that the name Yeah, that's coming? the courier. Yeah, and as you it's say... It's very suspicious when you say we've ordered something. Like, I know you're just trying to not bog down the listeners in details. Well, it's but, pointless, right. But it does make it sound like... We can't tell you about it. It's all, all right. top secret. It's hush, uh, hush. seven butt plugs each, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is the magic number. No, it's just, it's not top secret. It's just, like, pointless. Okay. No one cares. Go on. Do they? Just now I spent so long saying what it's not, it's really built it up. <laughs> <laughs> It's the entire Jeff Goldblum <laughs> movie catalog. catalog. 
unfortunately from Amazon. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as you said, it's quite hard to get DHL to deliver to you because they get it there in lightning speed, but the last 90% of delay is actually just trying to catch the guy. Well, this is my problem with like couriers in general. Right. Like for some reason, whenever you order something online, like rarely do you, are you able to choose whether or not it requires a signature? It should not ever. Well, like, I guess like some things are important enough for no. it to, like if I'm. You could send me the constitute, like the first copy of the Australian constitution sure. and I wouldn't sign for it. You're like, no, just leave <laughs> just it in Just put it in the back door. Personally, I don't order things that would be important enough to require a signature or at least rarely. But for some reason, you know, I'll like order something like, for example, Microsoft.com. I don't know if you've ever ordered something from Microsoft.com. I haven't, fortunately. But it's just like, you know, I'll order a video game. Sure. They've got a good deal on it. And 100% of things that you order from their website require a signature. And I think I've just given up and sent back half of the stuff because really? I just can't, I can't get it. Like it'll wow. come the very next day. I'm like, you're so efficient so, yeah. of getting it from the warehouse to my doorstep. Getting it to my building. Yeah. That bit you've got down. But into my mailbox, like, oh, no, no, no. We got to yeah. find you. And we're going to make you sign for this package. That's I'm what like, frustrates me. I'm like, you're doing 90% of the work and putting... No, you're doing 10% of the work and putting 90 on me. Yeah. If you want to be that serious about it, your delivery guy better be tracking me down personally. Like, you need to get some sort of, like, Jason Bourne-like DHL worker that will stop at nothing to find me. Or just, like, if can I give it permission to leave it at the post office? Like, no. No. It's got to be you. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, it's a video game. Like, yeah. I could just go down to the store and get now the same game. Now that I've game. touched it, I must hold it until yeah. you take it from my dead hands. It's such pain, yeah. So, yeah, there's like just a lot of sites I've just stopped ordering Do you think a DHL from. man dies and he's like, I'm finally free? And uh, yeah. can, like, give away all the packages he couldn't deliver? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, like, the problem is if they can't deliver it, you know, they'll, like, tick you around for two weeks and then send it back to where it came from. Yeah. And so I'm annoyed. The courier delivery guy has got to be annoyed because he's come to my apartment three times when I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. It's all tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, You've got seven angry people. The company... Twelve angry men is actually about <laughs> trying to pick up one man trying to get his DHL package. I'd watch it. <laughs> it's relatable. Yeah. The... The company like Microsoft or whoever that's sending it out, they've got to mm. be annoyed because they're down a sale. Like, they have to refund. Oh, they have to refund it. I mean, like, I... If I didn't get my product, they're gonna, if they got like good customer service. Yeah. So a lot of effort went to, for nothing. But also you get a lot of disappointed cards from DHL who were like, we did try. You yeah, went there's home. a lot of guilt trips. Yeah. <laughs> we came again today. Yeah. And I don't know if like sometimes I am home and they just refuse to ring the bell or <laughs> whatever. But I'm like, if you went to the effort of, Dropping the card off at my doorstep. Someone was here. Yeah. It's like, did you wait like literally half a second for anyone to run. let you in? And it's like, all right, no one's here. Here's the card. Go. I got, <laughs> I got like a deadline to stick That's to. That's right. Yeah. It's mysterious. Yeah. It is very mysterious. Anyhow. So I'm just saying with the Amazon thing, maybe it flew into that building. Cause it's like, well, you went up on DHL if you're willing to bust through my window to get it to me. I can't wait till you have drone delivery. Like right. if, if they can just drop shit off on my uh, apartment balcony. Right. Like that's the dream. Again, or just smash through my window. That I mean, guy definitely got that package. It would probably be uh, 
cheaper replacing the window than uh, shipping all these express packages. I honestly think it would make me less angry to just continuously replace my window than have to try and track down the DHL guy. <laughs> you see the shattered glass when you walk into the apartment, but it's like that split second of, oh my God, we've been robbed is replaced by, yeah, your package. Yeah, exactly. But also like, oh, anyway, I could go on about DHL because then I did the whole like process of being like, no, 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 I'll come to you. And they still kept trying to deliver it to my house and left me passive aggressive. Yeah, you probably like pass each other on the freeway while you're <laughs> going to pick it up. I know. And they're like, it's not here. We're trying to deliver it to you. I'm like, this is madness. Yeah, you're never getting that. No. Just give up. Exactly. Anyway, it's due on Tuesday, our delivery. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Estimated day of delivery is Tuesday, right. which is incredibly fast from the United States. How long Like, was that? Like, what? A week? Oh, I think even less. Yeah. It's pretty good. I know. But... Like we said, that's 10% of the work. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it takes like five days to get you and then 50 days for them to circle the block. Yeah, right. <laughs> what they should do is like be like kidnappers. Okay. So you know how like kidnappers in films, like Jason Bourne style again, but like they just drive around looking for you and then drag you into the van. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. And then give you your package they, and let you how go. How are they going to find you though? I mean, I didn't say it was a perfect solution. I don't <laughs> I have all like, the answers. I feel like that's I mean, a, come a to flaw. me with solutions, not problems, Ben, as I've always said. Why am I trying to get to the package when the package could come to me? Just kidnap me. Put me in the van. Here's your package. Sign this. Let me out. Maybe what we need to do, everyone's got an app these days. Yeah. If the courier companies make their own app. Right. So You can have a GPS on me. Yeah. You don't have to have a static delivery address. Right. Like... I understand they want to plan out the optimum route. So if you say, come to wherever I am, if you're like actively driving away from them, that's going to fuck with the system. I mean, that's exactly what everyone would do, which is probably why (laughs) I have this high speed chases. Try and deliver this package. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) I don't even want it. Yeah. Yeah. You like every freeway is high speed chases of like DHL trucks. Like they're surrounding them with (laughs) sirens on trying to cut him off. He is getting this uh, Captain America <laughs> replica. As a, Yeah, as fun as that would be, uh, I'm not trying to waste everyone's time to that degree. No, but, but you, one joker would definitely do that. I could give them a ballpark, though. That's what I'm saying. Because like, usually the problem is I don't know where, if I'm going to be at work or at home when it's like... Well, it's almost it. always on a weekday, so I know I'm going to be at work, but you can't get it delivered at work because it's a hospital, for me at least. Mm-hmm. So I can't be like, oh, yeah, just bring it to the emergency department. It seems like slight overkill. Yeah. And the last, the last situation like this that I encountered, mm-hmm. I was buying a present for a friend, like a birthday present. So yeah. I needed it by the weekend. And it was like the last few days of work. Yeah. And so it's like, well, if it doesn't come tomorrow. Right. I'll be at then home. Then I'll be at home. And it did come tomorrow. <laughs> and so then it's obviously the weekend and it's not, now it's too late to even give it to them. So I had to buy another one from <sighs> the store in person and then return the one that I ordered online. Yeah. So it's like usually that kind of scenario that like screws me over. Yeah. I reckon if you can give them a ballpark. Okay. So it's a live app and you say I'll be in one of these two places, just check an hour before. Or or just say like, you've got three hours or whatever a cutoff is to update your delivery destination. Like if it was the morning of delivery. Yeah. I guess I would know. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. Like, anyway. is that not... Because that's pretty generous, I would think. I kind of like the app. What about it? Just track me down with the GPS. <laughs> I mean, that would be the ultimate inconvenience, right. but I feel like... Well, the ultimate convenience for me. Yeah, but I understand there's got to be... Like, have you heard the thing about um, 
FedEx. Mm, I think no. it's FedEx where they at one stage took all right turns out of their I, Was route. that actually true? Yeah. yeah wow, that actually happened. Like, I guess they like it only makes sense if you've got a certain number of packages in like a certain area to deliver. Right. But yeah. they were obviously you know, a big enough company that that was the case. So they just... To save time. Yeah. yeah they make they all their drivers... Yeah, just turn right the entire day. Right. And yeah, they cut efficiency down by a huge percentage. So at least like we need... Yeah. Sure, it was efficient. Do you know what would be really efficient? Just driving around the whole thing and not delivering anyone's package. I'm not saying that there's <laughs> not room for improvement. Like here. I'm hearing the efficiency factor, but... A train would definitely be on time if you just ran it express from station one to the last station. It just wouldn't be doing the job. Well, I don't know why they can't just do what everyone else does and it's like, hey, we're going to leave it at the post office. If you're not home, come and get it from here. I know. It's madness. Because it's just like, it just feels like such a gamble that whenever I order something online, I don't know. There's It's only like 5% of packages. Seem to be DHL. Or, I know. Well, just like, send it post. It's madness. Yeah. Or even like couriers in general. But it's not all couriers that do this. And so why can't I know when I'm ordering something, it's like, oh, sorry. Request no couriers. Oh, sorry. This courier is uh, doing it. That means you're not getting your package now. It's yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, this will be impossible to get in yeah. your country. I think there is a DHL depot that you can go to. Again, but it's, it's not, not conveniently yeah. located. No, I think it's in like the Docklands or something. And you have to have like a couple of failed deliveries before. Uh, That's an option. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. You know, the whole thing makes no sense. Anyway, I'm just saying let's let go of efficiency, but increase lack of difficulties for me. I don't really mind how that goes to DHL, what I care about. But you're going to have to pay like $500 for your package is the only problem. Sometimes it'd be worth it. Like, <laughs> there should be two options. One is normal DHL and one is DHL enhanced. Well, I think... And that's where they track you down. And I would pay it's gonna be probably like, $100 per package. It's going to be a long distance phone call type scenario if you do that. So it's like, all right, we'll, we'll track you down live to wherever your current location yeah. is via GPS. Sure. But you're paying a premium. So it's like for every kilometer that you make us drive, you're paying like an extra dollar or something. It's fine. I'm just saying, like, you're going to get caught out one day. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, I mean, sure, I got my <laughs> Jurassic Park DVD on time, <laughs> but it's $700 now. I don't care. Okay. I'd be like, worth it. I'm watching Jurassic Park tonight instead of in a week. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's less than a week it took to get delivered to Australia. Yeah, you'd think that would be the hard part. Right, you would. But I, welcome I to the future. You know what's hard? Getting your package from the mailman. Not getting it from America to Australia. Because that's where the human interaction part of it comes from. As soon as we get these drones happening, that'll solve the issue. But if Amazon's losing billions of dollars... I know! Then we're not going to get our drones. So... Uh, Pipe down, Chachi. Yeah, stop tweeting about... Only pos- every, Everyone tweets positive things about Amazon. We can solve this problem. Or everyone just buy Amazon stocks. Send that back up. Yeah, that's true. You heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, a couple of episodes ago, we were discussing the friend hierarchy. Yes. A uh, familiar topic from the show, or the friend to enemy scale, I think. Sure. Was what it's we been in a it. few times, that's right. I saw an article that pertained to the hierarchy that I thought. <sighs> Best ideas always get stolen. <laughs> Is that okay? So this was, I saw it on like psychology today. Ugh. Reputable. What, you're not a fan of psychology yes, today? Not reputable at all. Well, they got their 
report from the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. And yet they still managed to somehow misreport them. You didn't expect me to have such a strong opinion on this, did you? Uh, I mean... I hate psychology today. Let's move on. I'm not the psychologist in the room, but I feel like the details that I picked out here, probably they didn't mess with them too much. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, it was in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships by Jeffrey Hall, a professor of communication studies at the University of Kansas. Hall was motivated in part by the work of evolutionary psychologist Robin Dunbar of the University of Oxford. I hate evolutionary psychology. It's just getting worse. Okay, I thought you were saying like Robin Dunbar you specifically Uh, had it out for. No. Anyway. Nay, her discipline. Who uh, theorizes that there are layers of friendship, e.g. acquaintances, Mm -hmm. casual friends, Mm -hmm. friends and good friends. And best friends. There are cognitive limits to the number of people that we can accommodate in any one layer. I've, or, oh my gosh, every idea I have gets stolen. Because this is obviously my idea. I'm so pissed. <laughs> Those limits have a mathematical elegance. We usually are closest to no more than five people. Call about 15 people good friends and 50 people friends. Famously Dunbar. 50 people? Found Do you have 50 friends? Well, they didn't break it down as granularly as we did. I don't have 50 friends. Famously, Dunbar found that 150 is a rough limit on the number of meaningful relationships our brains seem to be able to manage. Whoa! I am well under-relationshipped. No, you're not, though. I don't know 150 people. You absolutely do. How many people do you have on your Facebook, friends? Oh, like a thousand, but you don't regularly see them. No, but meaningful, like, if if it's only 10% of that. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like I've got, like... 30 friends. But think about co-workers and stuff. If Do they like, count? Well, they're people that you're having at least meaningful relationships. Like if mm. they're, like they don't have to be friends, but as they say here, acquaintances or casual friends. Oh, so those count. Yeah. Okay. So they said like 50 friends is what they're categorizing. You know. Still seems like a lot. Hey. Yeah. They don't say best friend. They say like good friends. Yeah. And so... They're saying only 15 people are good friends. That seems about right. That seems right. about right. Yeah. It's only after that that it gets a bit crazy. Maybe I don't have enough friends. I reckon if you counted it, you'd probably be able to, you know. Come up with 50 friends? Yeah. Because I would have 15 good friends. But then after that, I think it starts like. But just diminishing. think about like who you invited to your uh, birthday party. Right. There was about 50 people there, right? That went? Yeah. Yeah, about that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. But I was sort of inflated. Like people have got partners and stuff. <laughs> but you then know? there would have been people that couldn't come as well. That's true. But the, yeah, they, I just thought that was interesting because we kind of just came up with this on the spot during that episode. Uh, and if anything, it confirms that we're geniuses. Yeah. Now, I I wish they would um, expand it into in terms of negative acquaintances like we did. Like they didn't right. get the enemy nemesis, arch nemesis. Well, yeah, because they seem to assume all of your meaningful relationships are positive. Yeah, which... You can have very meaningful negative relationships. I would say an arch nemesis is a lot more meaningful than an acquaintance. I agree with you. Like, (laughs) net effect on your life. Absolutely. I'm I'm hearing you. Yeah. I got nothing to add. (laughs) They don't go into um, how many hey yous or coffee shop guys you should have. Right. Uh, I just thought that was like a you know, nice little follow-up to um, what anything, we were talking it, about. Like I said, it confirms that we are geniuses who are well ahead of our times. Because I've noticed that. <laughs> I've I always said so. <laughs> 80% of our segments seem to get stolen by other shows, nay, science and this time. And psychologytoday.com. Yeah, right? 
they also mentioned just like as a side, as they were saying it was takes fifty hours of interaction to move from acquaintance to casual friend. Jeez, it's a lot. Ninety hours to move from casual friend to friend, and more than two hundred hours to qualify as a best friend. Nah. What do you do? You think it's less than that? Um, I guess like because I've spent two hundred hours with people who would not be my friends. Oh yeah, well I, I think that alone is not doing it for you. And so they also said how people spend their time and what they talked about affected how close they became. Exactly. So I think it's more like how well you get along. Like you can get along with someone really soon and they become a good friend a lot faster than two hundred hours. A good friend, but not the best friend. Well, they don't have best friends in theirs because they're idiots. <laughs> but yeah, you know like, what's up, and they can, don't. Like obviously, you can have a coworker that you interact with for two hundred hours. It doesn't mean that you're going to be. Yeah, exactly. Best friends, but I think that's a separate, you know, category for them. Mm, well, not by their research. <laughs> I touched on your birthday recently. Mm. We didn't. We kind of like hinted at it last episode, right, but yeah, we, we never actually time. Yeah. got to it. I, I mean, did, I have nothing much to add. Well, I thought that we should at least revisit the milk thief story. Yes, because I did uh, talk to the milk thief. You at met your the milk birthday. thief in person. Indeed. That's right. So and don't what unmask a his identity, because it's sort of like meeting Bruce Wayne mid. Like Batman change. <laughs> like you've got to, you can't unmask him. No, I, I wouldn't dare. But I kind of clarified the was story. Was it your first meeting? I think second, but right. it was still equally as impressive. It's Yeah, I mean, you don't get sick of meeting Superman, do you? Indeed. Did you know the first time you met him that that's who he was? I don't know if I had heard that story at the time. Right, so you weren't aware of his identity when you first met him. Well, I don't think he had been stealing milk when I first met him. Oh, right. So yeah. he was just... He was just Bruce a humble yeah. billionaire. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was a humble uh, worker bee. And he was uh, now to be a worker bee, getting more than his extra share of honey. Yeah, so for a quick recap for anyone who uh, is unfamiliar with the story. This is one of Vicky's friends, and he had been stealing milk from the his office. His workplace, yeah. right. So every Friday night... He noticed that at his uh, office, the Because they were getting milk delivered every Monday. Yeah. And so I think it was Tuesdays. He would notice that the last week's milk, there was many bottles left over that would then be replaced by the next week's milk, but were not out of date. So then he decided to relieve his employer of the burden of disposing of last week's milk and just yeah. took it home. Well, it's like if no one's going to drink it, if right. it's just going to get thrown out, I may exactly. as well take it. So that's where his milk bandit ways began. Yeah. And so he's been doing this for years. Oh, yeah. And hasn't had to pay for milk in a long, long time. No, he actually keeps a running count, as far as I'm aware, of how much money he's like, saved on milk. <laughs> and so we did an update to that story in one of the recent podcasts where... Uh, yeah, a passive-aggressive email got sent out yeah. saying, stop stealing the milk, we're on to you. And so like the way we reported it was... Well, in my mind, there was a spinning newspaper. <laughs> and when it stopped spinning, it said, the end of the milk bandit? Question mark. Um, yeah. And you so, yeah, in, in <laughs> you can see it in your mind. Oh mark, no, can't you? you're painting a picture. Yeah, good. Yeah, in that email they mentioned, hey, like the milk delivery is on Monday morning, and I think it was like Monday afternoon. The milk was gone. Yeah, so and we're so, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You've overstepped your mark. Yeah, we thought that he was getting brazen, flying too close to the sun. Yeah, but, he's Icarus'd it. Uh, in actuality, he is now claiming that there is a second There's milk a second thief. milk bandit. Right. Well, he's the milk bandit, so there's another milk thief, I guess, <laughs> okay. on the loose. Because, I mean, it's like you can't have two Ned Kellys. You can both be bush rangers. <laughs> sure. You know? But only one of you can be Ned Kelly. So he's the, you know, the milk bandit. He's more of like a Robin Hood of sorts. Yeah. 
Well, he's like... I mean, he steals from the rich and gives to himself, yeah. which is slightly different. He's poor in milk. This is true, and they are overly rich in yeah. milk. Yeah, and now, I don't know, the he sheriff of Nottingham has st- <laughs> stepped in. Have you ever... You know, like, back in the day, they were pouring milk down the drains like the farmers were because it was cheaper than selling it because milk was so cheap? There was, like, a milk over... Load yeah. So farmers were on Like a current affair Pouring it down the drains Like we can't even afford To sell the milk What do you mean It's cheaper than selling it though Like literally trying to Like transport it To coals or whatever To be And like Get it pasteurised And sold to the milk people They're like It's actually just cheaper To get rid of it But surely Look Ben <laughs> I don't know You're gonna have to go back In the archives Of current affairs But this happened Anyway the milk bandit cried That was his worst week Well this is it's in the last few years That people were pouring milk Down like, the drains Yeah 15 years ago Maybe 10 Anyway, that was a dark day for him. Because I remember there was like... He hates to see milk wasted. So I wouldn't say he's more of a Robin... Like he's more of a Leonardo DiCaprio type figure. <laughs> he just doesn't like to see waste. No, none of us do. But uh, uh, yeah, I felt like we just had to set the record straight because we unfairly... Yeah, well, we said that he... Right, was like sort of abusing his powers. Yeah, we thought I mean, that like not- he'd gotten too brazen. But uh, no, it seems like there's a second... No. A second perpetrator. That's who's right. Ruining the game for the rest of us. That's the problem, right. So there's they're putting heat on the milk bandit. Yeah. So watch out, milk bandit. So more as this story develops, I guess. Yeah, I mean I'll keep my eye on it. At the moment he's away, because he's the McFlurry man well, also. That'll be good, it'll keep pressure off him. Well, like. I'm concerned though that the the other milk thief, while he's gone, will become so brazen he'll start taking the milk bandit's milk. Well it sounds like it's already happened. Yeah. I guess we'll see. It's concerning. I'm nervous. He's got to like stake out the fridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the solution is, Ben. It's but cut, I know it's, it's a cutthroat dire. world. It, out there. Yeah, it's dire. While we we're on the subject of your birthday, there were some mm. good stories that kind of got uh, thrown around in speeches. Oh yeah. You did have almost like I don't know, like a panel. Oh yeah. That you assembled to. Indeed, I was like, I'm going to be as self-indulgent as possible. Yeah. So how many? Speakers like four, four plus an MC. That's right. <laughs> of which I was one of them. It was supposed to cover my lifespan. Okay. Don't know if it did. Well, I mean, I didn't get any instructions because I was one of the speakers. Well, no, I wasn't like only talk about, you know, my 1997 early years. That's to right. 1999. <laughs> I've got That's someone right. else covering the modern Mickey Smith, stuff. the early years. No, I yeah. was like my oldest friends, then like oh, middle friend and then new friend. Okay. No, I, I thought... Around the gamut. I thought it was funny that pretty much everyone had a story about your car falling apart. <laughs> I'm surprised not more people didn't mention that I'm always late. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've just gotten accustomed right. to it. That's, now. No, it's good. It's flying underneath the radar, which it's gives me more scope to do it. It's not flying underneath the radar. <laughs> we just, maybe we just didn't know how to uh, make it into a crowd pleasing joke. This is true. But Renee, one of our high school friends, like told a story that I'd never heard before. Okay. She was saying that you got pulled over by a cop. Yeah. And your car door was like, you know, so busted up that you couldn't open. Oh, you no, know, the window wasn't. Yeah, I couldn't roll the window down. Yeah. So I remember this era. This was mm-hmm. like, you know, early on in the podcast. Days. Oh, yeah. It was like when I was like 18. Yeah. You're driving this car. The window wouldn't roll down. Right. It was, yeah, fused up for quite some time. And then... You, you got pulled over by a cop Yes For like what Like a breath test or something uh, Yeah I don't know I think it was just a random road stop Because I wasn't doing anything I didn't get a ticket Yeah And he obviously was like Hey roll the window down Yeah and I was like Well funny you should ask Yeah do you want to tell the rest of the story I actually don't remember it <laughs> So <laughs> Well the way she told it was That you opened the door To mm-hmm. You know talk to him And I guess like He freaks out Because <laughs> 
you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And he's like, no, stay in the vehicle, stay in the vehicle. And you were going on about like, I can, it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't remember it. Oh my God. So like, obviously I told a great story. Cause I do remember another time we were going to a nightclub and I forgot to turn the headlights on in the car. And okay. I was driving a black car, like quite a nice car at that stage, but it got old. Um, and six cops pulled us over. Like in convoy? Yeah, it was like I was driving in, on King Street, which is like the gangster like strip club area of Melbourne. So I guess they must have thought if you see like a black, you know, late models beamer driving around. Suspicious. Yeah, without its headlights on. Yeah, so I got pulled over by six cop cars in like doing the like full... Like they like surrounded you. Yeah. And were you nervous? Oh no, nah, didn't sweat it. Of course, <laughs> I was freaking out. Yeah, because like, I had two girls in the car with me. And you didn't know what you'd done, obviously. I didn't think I'd done anything, so I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, because I'd borrowed the car as well. So I was like, "Well," but I, I didn't think the person I borrowed the car from had done anything. So I was like, "Has there been a like?" You just don't know what to think. Yeah. You're like I must have like ran a light or like. Well, because I. There was a similar situation, like my dad, he had gotten enough demerit points to, like, I guess they give you an ultimatum when you lose all your points. It's like, you can lose your license for six months or you get one more point. If you lose that in the next 12 months, then you lose your license for like two, three years, something like that. No, it's the other way around. So if you, you can take three months now or you get one more chance, but if you lose that, you have six months. Right. So it's sort of weirdly they ask you to gamble, which doesn't seem like like I don't know anyone that if you speed that much, you're going to be like I like those odds. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, you know, yeah, you're it, a happy-go-lucky kind of man. It's not like you're going to jail. I don't know just for like drug use or something. No, and they're like. We could give you like three months in the slammer. Oh, yeah. you could take a chance at the wheel of destiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, I'll take the wheel. There's a lot of question marks on the wheel, but yeah. I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> That's right. You did kill a man, but uh. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add a few more like bankrupts onto the wheel. Right. For, yeah. Uh, just no, because as of the. Per the crime. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You have to play a round of Wheel of Fortune. If you've murdered someone, there's seven bankrupts. <laughs> it's like ooh, if high it's stakes. Petty theft. It's like two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you uh, win the game, you can also get away with this uh, free set of steak knives. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I might get away with murder and get some knives. So. <laughs> I was going to say, and get my next weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Got a new MO and I'm out of jail. Uh, yeah, we're going to be really suspicious if people start getting uh, murdered with steak murdered, knives. Yeah, like a whole bunch of like fancy Wheel of Fortune cutlery in exactly. their grave now. Downside uh, uh, if you don't win at Wheel of Fortune, doubled. Your sentence is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually get life. Oh, I don't hate this. <laughs> this is like a new movie, I think. Like, all right. I don't double or nothing. Yeah. No, your sentence is life across the board. Like, you might have got caught with, caught with a joint. Yeah. And you're like, well, your sentence now is like... I don't even know what possession is. What, five years or something small, probably? Yeah. You know, two years with good behaviour. Or... You take the you play Wheel of Fortune. I don't know why it's Wheel of Fortune. That bit needs to be <laughs> no, tweaked. I know. I, I think it's good. Really? It's like the anticipation is the no, no. In my mind, like it's the actually board. the game Wheel of Fortune. Like the board game. Yeah, no, like the, yeah, you're on the game show. Yeah, yeah, and but you don't just spin the wheel. There's the whole guessing of the letters and yeah, stuff. Like right. The anticipation of that wheel, like tick, tick, ticking around, is yeah. like that's high stakes. Like never before has Wheel of Fortune been this good. <laughs> if you've got like 
a murderer, a pedophile, and like a rapist on your panel, and like yeah. they could either go to jail for life or they could just go free. Everyone's tuning in for that. <laughs> They're not. I would tune in to recognize their faces. Well, I mean, whatever. You're still watching. Want to be around? That's those a ratings people. point. Yeah. Um, By the way, did, did you see the like footage? This? I've got concerns. I want to say that I have concerns. <laughs> Noted. But yeah, make a great film. Well, yeah, it's like a Black Mirror episode at the very least. Yeah, right. Um, by the way, did you see the footage of the prisoner who like escaped from jail this week? No. So I guess like they pull up into the um, prison parking lot mm-hmm. and there's one of those automatic doors that is like, you know, a roller door. So it closes from the top mm-hmm. and he just like dives under it. Like, I guess like dives is a bit dramatic. Like he runs under it as it's closing. Right. And so by the time the cops get to the door, it's closed in front of them. Oh my gosh. This is like a scene from a movie. Yeah. It's like a very like Indiana Jones yeah. getaway. Did he reach under and grab his hat on the way out? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, and he like last I heard, he was still on the lamb. Like he escaped. That's and crazy. I watched that and you're like, go son, go, you can what do, do you it. Do? That's the thing. I have no <laughs> idea. Like he was probably like a serial killer or something. Yeah, right. but, like I'm just like rooting for the guy. I see this clip. I'm like, you can do it. And really? It's like, he's probably out there just like stabbing people. But it's like, uh, he probably, you see it and he's like, he probably was innocent. He wasn't yeah, really deserving right. of prison. Like, I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed his first film, the sequel where he kept killing people. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't as much. <laughs> wasn't up that. to start. No, I really, yeah. I was more. I loved the escape, the follow up. Yeah, you need work on that. Right. Didn't really stick the landing, as we say in the biz. No, no. Like we need ten years from now him to come back and it's like. Well, it essentially, has to be Nelson Mandela. Right. Like I. I don't know. Like, it's me, the Pope. Yeah. Like, Like you might recognize my face from this film where I rolled out of jail. Yeah. As soon as I uh, got free, I turned my life around. I was, had perspective. Uh, I instigated like gun reform and world Mm. peace. And uh, now I'm like, you know, the most popular guy in, you know, in the entire world. You would hope. It's not likely. No, but, but like that's what I need to happen to justify my reaction. To, exactly. Because like I see it and I'm like, go son, you can do it. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually, he's a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> we revolutionized children's charities right. so that if, no child lives in poverty now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if you do, yeah, it could be a five-year offense, but if you don't win, you do life. Yeah. So it's a gamble. No, I'm, I'm on board. Like okay. the, the, that, the first draft of the screenplay has already been written in my head. As we <laughs> yeah, speak. I know, right? So I'm just saying, though, if you're picking people that have lost all their demerit points, like obviously they're a certain type of person. Yeah, so thank you for bringing this back because I forgot how we got right, into Right, because you're not, you're not driving like my dad, for example. Is very, like, safe. Yeah, plus, yeah. like, and he's also the kind of person that would not take the bet. So my, my point was my dad, he was, he lost all his points and Mm -hmm. then he was going to work overseas. So he's like, oh, okay, well I'll just lose my license because I'm not even going to be here. And, uh, Meanwhile, he's overseas, but my sister was driving his car. And so I guess like, I didn't know this, but police must have a scanner just on their vehicles. No, they don't. So they'll see your license plate and just run it through their little computer. But it seemed like uh, they were getting run all the time. Like, I didn't realize how often our license plates must be getting... Well, that's what police do is they drive around. They'll just type in random license plates. So I'm learning. (laughs) They (laughs) do. Because she was getting pulled over all the time and had to explain, oh, no, that was not me. Right. But it should be on... She should be able to show her license. She she did. But 
you know, if you're going to the city, you're getting pulled over twice just on yeah, a casual Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it's like pretty inconvenient. And, uh, you know, it's no, um, uh, as you say, like you get pulled over by cops. It's still nerve wracking. Oh, totally. Especially when they're six. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what happened? You just explained what, well, there was nothing to explain. On. They were just like, pulled me over and then looked in and saw that it was like three quivering girls in their early twenties. <laughs> and we were like, oh my gosh, what happened? And they're like, oh. Yeah, do you realise you don't have your headlights on? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I guess we're in a parking garage and I just forgot or something. And it's the middle of the city is the other issue. Like, there's lots of lights around. Yeah, it's not if like, you on some you know, back street, you would have yeah, noticed Yeah, I would be like, quick. wow, so, you know, we're really, you know, we're really dark here, but it's not dark enough for you to notice. I was no. like, oh, I just guess I switched them off. And they were like, well, fair enough. And then they were like, okay, boys. <laughs> just all dispersed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a similar situation. Oh, yeah. Not while driving, but I was at the big day out a few years ago, a big music festival here mm-hmm. and uh no longer exist coincidence <laughs> i put a stop to it uh yeah the sniffer dog got me oh worst because that's even harder to explain at least not having your headlights on i can just be like i forgot you can't yeah. be like oh no it's oregano who's smelling like no ben that looks the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's not how it works no, it like shit <sighs> the dogs can't see the drugs mm, damn it well uh i couldn't I mix see them the... up for seeing eye dogs yeah i couldn't see the drugs either like the cops like one guy surrounds me, like, you know, follows the dog. Cause I was just like sure. about to walk away. Yeah. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, what? And he uh, stops me, like pads me down. And then like, as he's trying to talk to me, more and yeah. more cops come. Jeez. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like I, I don't have I, anything. I, yeah. Yeah. And so I reckon by the height of it, there was like six policemen wow. like, all surrounding me. And they were trying to say like, Oh yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, you're not getting trouble, but just like give us whatever you've got. I'm like, I, I dude, can't. I've literally got nothing. And they were like looking at my shoes and my pants, and he's like, the dog doesn't make mistakes. And <laughs> I'm like, what can well, I tell you? Well, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's having an off day. Right. And so I was like, like racing through my mind, like I don't know, was I like. Was someone on the train that sat right. next to me, like, like super high, yeah. and somehow like it rubbed off on my clothes or something? But like I, I was like pretty calm because I knew you didn't have anything. Yeah, you didn't think someone had like slipped someone in your something in your pocket or something or. Nah, like, no, it, it seems unlikely that you wouldn't notice. Yeah, and so um, like I'd already emptied out all my pockets and everything. Ooh. Like it's the first thing they made me do. Sure, but like yeah, they were clearly trying to intimidate me into confessing to something wow so did you yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm full of heroin right now <laughs> oh no i thought you just confessed to something else like, <laughs> no, i no. actually don't have any drugs but murder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like shit i just got to give you guys something you seem yeah. nice <laughs> that's right it's been a long day for you yeah the dog's off so <laughs> <laughs> i get to spin the wheel right that's yeah. how this works I'm like what no, i'm not sure i really thought the judicial system yeah, was something very completely different, different. <laughs> <laughs> like i've been watching too much wheel of fortune yeah as it turns out the purge is not real so they kept telling you you weren't in any trouble. Yeah, but I don't believe them. Oh, you think that was lies? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think if I, you know, did have anything on me, then... They'd be like, now you're in trouble. Like, you're not in any trouble because you didn't show us anything. Yeah. Now like, you are in trouble. I figure, like, best case scenario, they kick me out right. of the festival, which I spent, you know, $180 on. On the other on. hand, you don't actually have anything to give them, is the major concern. You can't be like, you're on to me. I've got bags of, uh, you know, weeds strapped to my thighs. Yeah. Because you don't have them. <laughs> I'll be like, hand them over. You're like, I can't. Right. Why but- not? Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know that like, the, even if you've done nothing wrong, it was still like a yeah, stressful Yeah, it's so stressful. Right. 
So they pulled me over recently again. This time I sped up to go through a yellow light, but I didn't speed. And then they pulled me over and they like gave me the caution and everything. Mm. And they were like, how fast are you going? I was like, like 30? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I really was going about 30. And they're like, why did you speed up to get through the lights? And I was like, well, there was someone behind me. I didn't feel like it was safe to stop. Like, that's a pretty good answer. Yeah. <laughs> She's got us. Yeah, pretty much. And then they sort of just like walked around the car, peered in with some torches and they cautioned me and asked me the questions again. And they were like, all right, just uh, drive safely. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's going to be like the worst part about being a cop is when someone that you're pulling over gets the better of you. Well, I didn't get the... Like, they pulled me over for not doing anything. Yeah, but they kind of look like jerks in that situation. Well, they were jerks. I yeah. didn't do anything. But it's like... <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing. It's like, well, yeah, we pulled you over for seemingly no reason, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And he was like, well, just don't speed up for yellow lights. So uh, he smashed your taillight yeah, and like, was sent like, you on your way? Yeah, that's right. Now he's like, now we got a problem. No, he was like, yellow light means slow down. I was like... Thanks okay, officer. <laughs> All these years, I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, I was like, mm, yeah, because I was going about 20 because it was in the city. And then it was yellow light. I didn't want to get a step behind it. I sped up to a, a, a zippy 30 <laughs> to get through. Badass over here. I know. Yeah. I was like, you've got nothing, copper. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was terrified. Again. Well, yeah, even if I just see a cop pull up beside me, like he's not even looking at me probably. You just know that he could make up a rule and you'd have to believe it. Like, uh, oh, you did two lefts and a right. Like, you can't do that. (laughs) Or it's like, I don't know, like you're saying they're running plates all the time. He's like, oh, you were the guy who jumped the turnstile back in 93. I'm like, I don't know, I was six. Am I? Like, (laughs) I probably stumbled through on accident. Uh. Like, yeah, well, that fine's been uh, accruing over time. You owe $17,000. I'm like, oh, my God. By our records, you never returned Anne of Green Gables. To the Melvin Library. That'll yeah. be uh, $30,000 Those now. damn overdue fees will get you every <laughs> That's time. right. It's like, I don't think that library even exists anymore. It's like, yeah, well. Mm, well, I guess it goes to us now. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> no one paid their fees. So, right. uh, couldn't afford to keep their doors open. Yeah. They didn't have any books left. <laughs> like, shit, didn't realise I'd have a guilt trip on top of this. Yeah, like, damn, I would have returned the book, I guess, if I knew it was the last book they had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, aren't they publicly funded? We need to look into this. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they did. They'd just throw a whole bunch of uh, information at you to try and trick trip you. But up also, like that. if they just, I, I'm not throwing any dispersion on the cops. But if they say I did something, like it's not necessarily their word against mine. Like their word carries a lot more weight. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if they just decide to be like, oh yeah, I saw a killer guy. What am I going to say? Like, I didn't, like, yeah, that's exactly that's what a murderer yeah, say. Exactly, that's what they all say, buddy. Get yeah. old and sell. Like, they could say anything. That's what, like, any movie where someone's falsely accused oh. always makes me so nervous. I know, right? Because, like, I think of what I would do in that scenario. And I'm like, nothing, I'm fucked. I'm in jail yeah, for the rest of my life right. now. Exactly. Or even, like, real false, what's it called, false convictions. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing you can do, seemingly. Well, the worst ones are... When people are like locked up in an insane asylum, oh yeah, and they're like, of course you'd say that, you're yeah, insane, because man. like everything you say makes you sound crazy. It's like, yeah, if you're not, it's like having a crush on someone. 
If I'm like, hey, Ben, you've got a crush on Julian. Like, no, can- I don't. <laughs> oh, awfully yes, defensive, do. aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. Like, whoa, whoa, you're re- reacting very strongly. You know, I'm just trying to say calmly that I don't. Whoa, you're Stop bringing it up. Stop <laughs> me, Vicky. You're bringing it up a lot, mate. <laughs> no, I just, it's really important that you know that. Why is it so important? And then if you do like <laughs> the start of like Terminator 2 is a good example mm-hmm. of this. You tell them what you think they want to hear then you're crazy and then it's like no you're just telling us what you think we want to hear now it's like uh, I, I, am, I don't know what you want yeah i want you to want to mean it <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm crazy but i think i'm better now uh, you just want us to think that well yes i do i do but also, you let me out of here it's yeah. been six years now and all right, i'm fine. the best years of my life i'm crazy I mean, I'm not crazy. What is going to work here? Yeah. If I say I'm crazy, how can we fix this? Yeah, right. So I'm crazy. Well, you got to be here. Okay. I'm not crazy. Well, that's what a crazy man would say. So you admit it. Yeah. yeah. No, no it's I no win scenario. No. Once a cop has said you've done something, that's it. Your life's over. Unless we somehow get another cop to say <laughs> that they did something. <laughs> The endless cop accusation chain. Yeah, we need to find a super The cop. ultimate uh, logic question. <laughs> there was another uh, news article that I stumbled upon this mm-hmm. week that I thought was, you know, relevant to Insane Ramblings listeners. Sure. Do you know who Stephen Botchko is? No, but I would not open a company with him if he wants to use his surname. <laughs> <laughs> you think he, uh, he'll like botch the job? Is that No, what I just at? don't want to be like, oh, I need a plumber. Okay, there's AA plumbing. Yeah, they might be fine. Okay, you know, Boyles plumbing could be all right. Botchco plumbing. No, no, I'll go with Boyles. Doesn't inspire confidence. <laughs> no, no one's buying Botchco products. Well, a lot of people did. Oh. I guess he didn't go, you know, with that wasn't his production no. company, but he was like a very successful TV creator. Yeah, I wouldn't go with Botchco as the name. I'm just saying. So he created like NYPD Blue and a bunch of like those cop shows, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. In- relevant to insane ramblings... Oh. Oh, well, I bring it up because he died this week is what oh. I'm saying. But, High uh, highs and low lows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relevant. I just found out who he was and now I know he's been so cruelly snatched. Yeah, me. you uh, should have appreciated him while he was here. Yeah, if um, only. Well, I get the feeling that he made Copra. He did indeed. Mm. The uh, One of the podcast's early favourites. Oh, early enemies, I thought. I mean, the, so for... It's the, always hard to say. Yeah, if you're not a long-time listener, the... Uh, the notion was we stumbled upon this TV show called mm. Cop Rock that I think it was like the early 90s. Was it? Oh. Maybe late 80s, but it was, okay. a, you know, that era um, where it was a musical cop drama. Which sounds like the best thing ever. I still haven't seen it, but I need to. You can YouTube a few, like, you know, the, and? the highlight songs. Um, it's what you expect. Greatness? Because that's what I'm expecting. It depends what your definition of greatness is, I guess. For some reason, Hugh Jackman comes to mind. Is it so, just because he's in musicals or is he somehow related? Uh, this was, yeah, it's tangentially related. So okay. I think the way that we got onto this was we were doing our first few episodes and we were like, we need to uh, outlast these other shows sure, that have had right. like, very short-lived runs. runs. So at the time, Hugh Jackman was just in a TV show that was cancelled called mm. Viva Laughlin. And it right. was a... Uh, a Vegas-themed musical. Okay, that makes sense to me. Now I understand, because I was like, this whole time Hugh Jackman has come straight to mind when we <laughs> discuss this, but I don't know why. Yeah, he also was in a, mu- a TV show musical that didn't yeah. go very well. So I think because it was like Glee was big at the time, American sure, Idol. Sure, sure. All these shows were hitting, so they're like, all right, how can we squeeze music into everything? That's right. And uh, yeah, like it's amazing to think that Hugh Jackman was in the TV series. 
and it got cancelled that quickly. Like, I know, right? I think if they did that now... It, it would, would be huge. Yeah. I don't know. He could just, like, sit in a white room and think. Right. And people would watch that for at least 12 episodes, surely. <laughs> it's like, watch Hugh Jackman think. And people are like, what is it about? You're like, well, no, that's pretty much it. They're like, all right. It depends what he thinks about. Yeah. <laughs> Will he smile occasionally? Don't know. Maybe. Stay tuned for the <laughs> yeah. uh, season finale. That's right. <laughs> oh, he's frowning. Oh, it looks like he's thinking about poverty. <laughs> 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 yeah, you have to like <laughs> they get like the hashtags trending, and so you, right. everyone can vote for what they think he's, he's thinking, thinking about. about. Again, would you? Want, <laughs> you seem to be really getting into these shows this episode. I mean, it's not as good as our uh, Will of Fortune criminal no. show, but I mean, there's potential here. I'm just trying to say, I feel like even that would like get a green light now if Hugh Jackman was on board. Yeah, no. If no. I was like, that's the idea, and they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, but it's Hugh Jackman. They're like, eh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, he is the Wolverine. <laughs> So, yeah, that I mean, for goodness sakes, Wolverine Origins got made. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they made two episodes of Evil Offlin. Oh, I think they made more, but like only mm-hmm. aired two. And Cop Rock, I think it was like something like 14 episodes. Any good, Evil Offlin? I mean, again, I didn't see it. Oh, I, think I want my, to. I think my mum and sister watched the first episode, but I would suspect it's very difficult to track down nowadays. Like, it certainly oh. didn't get a DVD release. I mean, that was uh, certainly a challenge you've thrown down to me. Well, I think... Having said that, though, Greatest Showman was extremely successful. So when we talked about it, it was early on in its run and it was doing okay, but mm. not great. Like, mm. at the time, it was maybe like two weeks into uh, its theatrical release and right. it kind of just made its budget back. Okay. But the general rule of thumb is... You have to make twice that to just cover marketing as well. Right, okay. And most movies, they make their 50% of their box office in the first weekend. That's kind of like the general I feel like this was not the rule for this film, though. No, this is like easily an exception to that. Yeah. It had an awful, well, no, just an average opening weekend. Right, but like an extremely long tail. Yeah. That movie's made a shitload of money and is, you know, a huge success. Well, I think it's still in cinemas and people are like are still going to see it. Yeah. And it came out at like uh, Christmas. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, again, that's something that I am exactly the same thought on because it's generally speaking, your opening weekend is like when... Yeah, that's like make or break. Yeah, is when you sort of find out if this film's going to be Yeah, so if you, if you judged it by opening weekend like we did at the time... Oh, it would be a disaster. Yeah, but for whatever reason, it's kept going. I think the fact that the soundtrack has got a lot of radio play... Yeah, has probably, probably helped. Helps. But also, I don't think it was well publicised, really. No, but also, like, I think they tried to avoid uh, telling people that it was a musical because... They are afraid that that's going to scare people off. Like, I didn't oh, realise it was a musical until right. I was in the cinema and really? people started singing. And people were like, singing? Oh, no, wait. The people well, in the film. Yeah, the people on okay. the screen. <laughs> not the crowd. I was like, wow, you went to sing along. That's really hard to, uh, <laughs> to not notice. But it's the same thing like with um, Pan's Labyrinth, for example. Sure. There's a lot of foreign films like that that they're like, oh, we're trying to avoid telling people it's a foreign film and trick them into the cinema. Yeah. I think that was the strategy, so they can't say too much. Well, they didn't, I didn't even know about it. I, so I think that's a, like, I didn't know about it in general. Yeah. So I think the general marketing was not huge. And so... So I think the reason why is because it seemingly has spread either by radio or word, word of mouth. Yeah, I'm sure it's a combination of both. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's made its money back. Uh, yeah. And More then. then some. Yeah. But uh, sadly... Stephen Botchko is no longer with us, but yeah. we can... So definitely no more Cop Rock now. We can, we can put that to bed. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe uh, people are talking about it again this oh, week because, okay. uh, you know, he's in the news maybe. I thought you like, meant like, you know how like Christopher Tolkien like continued what, like the Silmarillion or whatever yeah, he just kept yeah. writing? I thought like... Botchko Jr. will yeah, pick up the mantle. That's right. 
You never know. I um, <laughs> I kind of enjoy when people try to make genres work that usually wouldn't. Like, for example, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. So people were like, well, how can you have a serial that continues the same story that's a horror? It had never really been done before. It's tough. If you think about The Twilight Zone, it was often horror or thriller. Yeah. But each episode was standalone stories. So it was almost just like a really short film. Yeah. So there's been a couple of attempts like... There was one Harper's Island a couple of years before yeah. American Horror Story, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And the premise was it's a slasher film, so every episode someone dies, right? And often multiple people. Mm. But it means, like, because the premise of a lot of horror films are very short-lived. Like, if you yeah. think about, I know what you did last summer, right? You're on an island, or you know, whatever. There's like a a serial killer mm. killing everyone. As soon as the first person is discovered dead, mm. then everyone else is like on high alert. And, exactly. Um, so it becomes like decreasingly likely that. Yeah. And so, but you can't, like you can sustain that for half a 90 minute movie. Sure. 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 But you can't do like, just say, you just say like someone dies at the end of episode one and they're discovered in episode two. Then it's like, we've got eight episodes of yeah. people running around frantically <laughs> screaming. <laughs> it's not going to like, it seems so ridiculous. And then if the premise is, okay, half of their friends have gone missing and they haven't noticed. Yeah. Well, then, that's weird. Like, you're going to get really suspicious about that as well. It's like, hey, where's Cindy? How do we, we write this in? Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen her for like six days. <laughs> like, I'm sure she's no, fine. She's it's only you know like, Cindy. Yeah, it's a small secluded <laughs> island, but she's got to be around somewhere. She's just off enjoying herself. Like, I felt like the ones that did it well included comedy, but there's never been like a really serious attempt at horror b- before or really after American Horror Story. In my opinion. Yeah, so like... Scream Queens was really good, but it was mostly comedy. Well, Scream Queens was after American Horror Story. No, I'm saying even since American Horror Story, though, there's not been many that have been as good at it. But that was more comedy than horror, really, anyway. Oh, definitely. Um, And even, like, Scream. Have you seen the TV show Scream? Mm -hmm. I felt it wasn't as horror. It was more like a... Again, like, that's an MTV show, so it's not... Yeah. It's not like... It's not entirely serious. Yeah, but I mean, like, MTV are never going to do as horror as, you know, like The Walking Dead or something sure, like sure. that. It's, it's still going to be kind of lighthearted. But so I suppose, yeah, The Walking Dead and American Horror Story, the only two TV shows. Yeah, there was like a Canadian, I think it was called Slasher. Uh, yeah, um, I've seen that. And then that was, again, like post-American Horror Story. I know it's on Netflix. So yeah, I, yeah, I've seen it. I watched like it. half an episode and I was like unimpressed. I liked it. But like I liked the premise of like here week to week, mm. someone's going to get killed. Like, but again, there's also the problem of if you're going to kill someone over a whole season, yeah. we need to start with like a 20 character cast. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, then you're going to, like, that's a lot of people to get to know. And then how do you introduce them all so that people care about them? Uh, and then, yeah. yeah. And so like, it's a formula that like doesn't really lend itself to Well, even to in TV. Slasher, I think they got killed like every three episodes at least. Okay. So <laughs> they cut down. It's yeah. padded out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I like about it because you say, oh, it's not a formula that lends itself well to TV, but I appreciate that someone did it and did it well. Yeah, I, I think if you do it well, that makes it even more amazing. Like right. a, a, a musical that's a cop show or like even a musical TV show is quite hard because Glee, I would say, is not really a musical. It's like a show about musicians who sing in it. Well, also uh, Glee and Viva Laughlin were using covers of existing songs. Yeah. Whereas Cop Rock, as far as Amazing. I can tell, is all originals. <laughs> oh my God, it's my favourite show ever. Yeah, and so it's like, 
I think the final song that I saw was on YouTube is called, called like Under the Gun or something like oh that. Oh my gosh, and I love it. Like it's all like cop based <laughs> songs. <laughs> and like the only other show that I'm aware of that's ever done that is there's a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend at oh, the yeah. moment. And I think they do like one or two original songs every episode. Oh, right. And I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's no, really good. I haven't. But that seems like one to kind of pay attention to if you're... The new cop rock. Yeah, No, basically. I just appreciate the, gen- the gender bending, the genre bending. Like, it's just so unusual that, yeah, you would have, even Viva Laughlin, like have... For me, Glee, they sing in it, but it's not a musical in that people burst into song. Like, how would I it's, say it's, it? It's similar to... Um, Pitch Perfect, where there's a sure. reason why they're singing. Like, they're in exactly. these glee clubs. They're in the, like, acapella group. Exactly. It's Whereas not like, like a regular musical. The Greatest Showman. Oh, I guess even in The Greatest Showman, sometimes they have a reason to sing. But, but oftentimes, it's just dialogue. Really. Yeah. Not always. It's like, uh, you know, if, if a whole crowd of people burst into the song, there's right. not a scene afterwards where everyone's like, why did everyone just <laughs> burst into this amazingly choreographed yeah. routine? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, The Sound of Music actually is a true musical in that, like, there's no real reason why they often start singing or dancing. It's just to express, like, a story right. point. And that's a weird one as well, because that's like, hey, here's a musical about a family, also with Nazis. <laughs> and nuns. Yeah, <laughs> together Because it's a true story. <laughs> so strap yourself in, because they're singing. <laughs> maybe they wanted to lighten the blow a little bit. Uh, maybe. Like, this Nazi nun film is getting a little too serious. Dark. So what if we uh, add a few raindrops and whiskers throughout <laughs> just to really lighten the mood a bit? I know, it is, sort of, again, a strange choice from musical. So it's yeah. a war film. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it sounds hilarious, I mean. Yeah. If you could turn any film into a musical. Do you know what came straight to mind? Valkyrie. <laughs> the Tom Cruise? Yeah. I haven't seen it. That's, dark. It's that, that it's about very dark. killing Hitler? Yeah, it's dark. I don't know why, it just came to mind because we were talking about Nazis. It would be, I can see like Hitler doing like a final requiem before yeah. his uh, death. I mean, that's something you want to see. What, what well, you I guess doing? that's like a, fa- that movie's about a failed attempt on Hitler, yes. isn't no, it? Yes, no, he survives so, it. Yeah, yes. you could sing about how he dodged the <laughs> explosion dodged or whatever. Dodged a bullet could yeah. be the uh, title that's, track. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a big like sci-fi epic. Like I don't think anyone's ever done a sci-fi musical. There you go. Yeah. I'm thinking like Interstellar. Yeah. If just like Matthew McConaughey is, (laughs) I'm going to launch this rocket. No, I'm against you. I'm space. (laughs) (laughs) What you're you're personifying space now? Yeah, that's space singing back. (laughs) It's uh, gone weird already. Yeah. Right. Nope. In space does not want your rockets. <laughs> I'm gonna travel through time. Fuck you, space. <laughs> That's right. Damn it, the other dimension. <laughs> How foolish I was for ignoring it. <laughs> There's three, and I only thought of my own space. <laughs> when obviously you've just gone for time. I'm a fool. <laughs> I think um, we got something there. Yeah. No, I don't know. I would. <laughs> Yeah, anything where you wouldn't usually expect it. Well, I mean, like, we talked about horror films. Like, why don't we mm. make a horror musical? Well, Has isn't that, that Dr. Um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along block? That's not really a horror, a horror film there. That's like, he's like a super villain. Yeah, okay. So I guess it's more of a comedy. I guess that's so, the problem. As soon as you make it funny, it's no longer scary. No, exactly. So you would want it to be a musical that was also frightening. <laughs> Maybe like Psycho the Musical Oh my gosh Get me seven tickets And bring in the family I mean the soundtrack is still just like 
I guess you could do like some spoken word over that. I mean, I'm sold. If there's a way that you can make a musical scary, that's just brilliant. <laughs> like the only thing that comes to mind is that you're the vampires and you end up forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I guess there's um, Sweeney Todd. It's not scary though. Okay, I've never seen it. Oh uh, yeah, it's not scary. He's just like making people into pies or something, right? Well, yeah, he decapitates them when they come in to get their hair cut. He yeah. kills them and then he sends them down a chute and they get made into pies. So it's like gruesome, but yeah, not necessarily like horror. Mm, I guess a little bit, but not really. It's more like it is scary in a way, but I wouldn't say it meets like the horror genre. It's just more like, ooh, don't want to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A lesson for every uh, patron. That's right. I don't know. I'm, th- I'm leaning towards some sort of like John, we- John Wayne, John Wayne Western. Yeah, Western. Well, I guess it's like paint your wagon. <laughs> We've already been there. Yeah, Never mind. A long time ago. Um, but like with all these Marvel uh, superhero films, yeah. like they've been kind of taking a, f- a new approach to some of those. Like Thor Ragnarok was like a, mm-hmm. a very comedic, for example. Sure. Or um, like there's a New Mutants uh, X-Men movie, which is essentially a horror film. Right. Like I feel like they're taking enough chances with these now that we could do a musical. It's time for a musical. A musical superhero version of one of these. <laughs> like Captain America singing about saving the world or That's something. That's amazing. That I think Interstellar is my favorite that we've come up with so far. Christopher Nolan, we're yeah. here if you need us. Yeah, that's right. What about like, uh, what's that one you went to see recently? Dunkirk? Yeah, that was his latest film. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's like another war film. So uh, very serious, maybe. Uh, yeah, again, I feel <laughs> maybe not. Mood a bit. Yeah, shouldn't pick maybe historical occurrence. Could be offensive. <laughs> I think people would appreciate it. Like, like I mean, uh, it's been done though. Sound of Music's done <laughs> that's it. That's true, that's true. <sighs> so Interstellar, it is. it's the only genre we've not yet cracked. All right, I'll start working on my screenplay. I've, um, got, I've got a lot of homework after this well, episode. Well, I'm playing space, just so you know. I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank God. Before we wrap up, I do want to just quickly say uh, we did an interview recently. Yes. It was for the website. Listennotes.com. Thank you. And so, uh, yeah, if you want to hear us talk about the... Uh, well, you can't hear it. If you want to hear the voice in your head, <laughs> read words that we wrote. Sure. Yeah, if you want to read about the origins of the podcast, that's kind of basically what the interview focused on. If you want to hear it, read it out. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> there's no audio Yeah, version. read it aloud to yourself. That's right. Uh, but there's a link on our Facebook page or you can, I'm sure, just search for the Listen Notes site. Yep. So that's definitely worth a read. Again, can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Nor see... You can see the words. Yeah, that's true. You can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Ben at insaneramblings.net will find me. Or the both of us, podcast at insaneramblings.net. Jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Or rate and review us on the iTunes store. And please do subscribe via iDevice. And as we always say, uh, do share with your friends how much you love the podcast. The best way to help us is... Uh, to get more listeners on board. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of sound bites on the uh, Facebook page of you know highlights from the show that you know a good way to send to people, introduce them to the episode, that kind of thing. Away sea boat. Away sea boat. Way back, we've been uh, partners in podcasts. We 
died in pretty much every Japanese horror game. <laughs> and uh, even a couple of weeks ago, we were handcuffed to the wall of an escape room together. So we know each other pretty well. <laughs> the party's been in full swing for, I'm going to say, like two hours now. So I reckon that's enough time for Vicky to have uh, gotten around to everyone and to tell you how she's hungry, thirsty, tired, full, itchy, <laughs> in, out, up, down. It's gonna fit, or that it's gonna have working zippers. But I mean, it's cheap, and you have the threat, the thrill of being stabbed in an alleyway somewhere. So, comes, I guess. She does like to live on the edge from time to time. Uh, just the other day, she was giving me a lift to a friend's birthday party, and she was uh, warning me, to be fair, before we got in the car, saying, "Friends." Uh, <laughs> She was one of me saying like, hey, uh, just so you know, it's been a while since I've gone to the mechanics. I wasn't really paying too much attention. I was too busy trying to work out what to do with the, everything in the passenger seat. You know, the usual yes. like fast food wrappers, yes. underwear, <laughs> full-size air conditioner that she was wrapping up.